This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The magnificent football Monday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. And as part of the BetQL Network now, you can watch You Better, You Bet on Stadium. Great to be on with our friends at Stadium. We'll be on weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time and like the next evolution of the show, which is pretty awesome. So a great honor for Ken and myself and all of us here at the BetQL Network that Stadium will be carrying You Better, You Bet weekdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Fubu, t- Fubo, Fubu, Fubo. something different. Fubu, oh. yeah. Oh, Fubu, Fubo for us, by us. Fubo <laughs> for, yeah, you can figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, for so. for us by who? Yeah. Uh, Odin? Some, uh, some, some, yeah, something, something that Norse starts God? with, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You got to the uh, creativity well running a little dry right now, halfway through the show. I, I think I, if there was a Fubu TV, I think I'd watch it. I think I'd be into that. Uh, Roku, okay. Fubo. Amazon, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. So again, we're now on Stadium, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern uh, at all the places that I just told you, in addition to all the spots that we're on normally. um, Another really fun, you better you bet, um, distribution announcement to be made over the course of the next week. Uh, Thank you very much to our expanding audience. Um, This is a corny thing to say, but it's a truth. Like, without you, like, none of this is possible. Also, like, without me, it's not possible. Without Ken, it's not possible. So credit to us. But also thanks to you, our audience, because without you, it's true. None of this would be possible. All right, so here's how this is going to go for the next two hours on the show. All our bets for the Eagles and the Bucks, the Rams and the Bengals, Monday Night Football doubleheader will come up next hour on the show when we're off stadium. You can find us on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL to get all the side total and prop bets. 20 minutes from now, Drew Dinsick will stop by, the whale capper, giving us his early looks for week four in the National Football League, his bets for Monday Night Football. But for now, we continue our analysis early on here in the week of uh, point spreads week four in the NFL. We left off in hour number two. Jake, you can bring the music up. Thank you, sir. Talking the uh, the toilet bowl with the Broncos and the Bears in Chicago. A uh, bit of a different story here as we go to Cleveland in the AFC North where the Browns and Deshaun Watson and that defense coming off just a demolition of Ryan Tannehill and the Titans on Sunday host the Ravens who, like, Okay, like, you don't cover against Indianapolis. Like, I, I, I get it. An inexplicable outright loss to the Gardner Minshew-led Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. A really interesting discussion to have on this game. As the Browns, Ken, in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM. So Cleveland, like, minus 2.75. 41-and-a-half is the total. And obviously, like, Baltimore's had a ton of guys out. We'll have to see what the injury report looks like a little later in the week. But for now, Ken, thoughts on the Browns and the Ravens? Well, yeah, I mean, we have to start with like, okay, tell me who's playing for the Ravens in the game. I miss like nine starters again. That's probably not great. Uh, It's probably one of the reasons why this number opened like a very small number and has gotten all the way bet out to Cleveland minus two and a half. 
minus 15. Uh, the idea that like maybe the difference between these teams is a little bit more now that the Ravens are in this kind of hurt, injured state that they find themselves. Um, they start getting players back. You know, we talk about the second half of the season, who are teams that might close well, and Baltimore would probably be, you know, a team that you'd point out. So certainly you think Green Bay when they get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back and Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, you know, like all the important members of their team. Maybe they start playing a little bit better too. Baltimore would be in that discussion as well. Um, I think my my plan of attack for this game is is pretty straightforward and it's not particularly complicated. Um, I, I agree with you, like Cleveland's defense is outstanding. Uh, I think in most of the games between AFC North teams, almost all of the cross matches that I can think of, uh, if I can get three or more with the other team, with one team against the other, then I'm going to like it. So I don't even like disagree with this opener or this movement, like Cleveland at home and Baltimore's hurt and all this stuff. Um, my number in this game is Cleveland by one. And if we got to three, and that's with like the point projection from last week's game where they had everybody out and the results of last week's game when they had everybody out and they lost in overtime, uh, three's like a little tough. Cause I, and I, you said something that's so funny in the last hour and like, you're right. You're like, oh, like the defense was great. And Deshaun Watson played really well. And it's like, well, that's true. Like you're right. Also it's Tennessee. And it's just like hard to like, be like, all right. That was Tennessee. Now it's a division opponent. And I'm not saying the Ravens defense has been outstanding this year or anything. It's just different. And like, he's already lost it. Like he lost a game already this season. Like everybody else played fine and he lost it. Like two defensive touchdowns to the Steelers. So just when that's like the specter of that is always possible. And it's three or more against like, again, they were, they were three, three and a half against the Titans yesterday <laughs> so like they're three three and a half against the titans we're gonna go to three against baltimore uh three or more would be about the ravens if they get a really good injury report i don't think you'll ever get three but if we keep going the way we're going maybe you get three with baltimore would be my only thought on the game and we'll have to see obviously like baltimore's entire injury report on the offensive line like is justice hill gonna play is odell beckham gonna play but like going up against Deshaun Watson and this passing attack where Amari cooper is like a bona fide legitimate number one receiver elijah moore looks awesome as well are Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams going to play? Because if they don't, like, I can actually see, and I would bet Baltimore also, I agree. My point spread, Cleveland minus one and a half. So I'm with you. Like, Ravens plus three is, is a bet, like, almost like no matter what for me in this game. We'll see if the injury report has to say a little later in the week. Um, I have a big picture take on the Browns, which I'll give in a second. But let's have a teaser conversation also. If we're going to hang out in this range, even if, like, none of the Ravens players play that missed on Sunday, I... I mean, the total's 41 and a half. Like, teasing the Ravens up to, like, plus eight and a half doesn't seem like a good idea. What do you think about Ravens' teaser legs early on in the week? Yeah, I mean, you have a hurt team on the road, so it, it definitely increases the chances a little bit of a blowout and, like, losing this number. But, yeah, let's say versus uh, Bills-Dolphins, right? Bills-Dolphins, if I told you, like, either team scored 50 points in that game, you'd be like, okay, yeah, like, that's that's a pretty high number, but I totally understand, like, how that could happen. Honestly, if I said either team won that game by, like, two touchdowns, the way both teams are playing right now, be like, yeah, just, like, I think all things are possible in that game. Uh, even despite the fact the Browns won by margin against Tennessee, uh just hard to imagine them doing that in this game again. Just I, I, if you compare the Titans and the Ravens on paper right now, I just like really don't think it's that close, even with the Ravens being injured. And people can say, oh, well, like you said, the Ravens secondary. Like, what if nobody plays? I, I also think there's like a coaching aspect to this too. And like Vrabel's a really good coach. Do you see? It's like a tangent. See what they did to Miles Garrett yesterday? Like the video clips are just absolutely hilarious. They had a bunch of players in motion whatever side Garrett was going to be on. Like basically they shifted everything back and forth, back and forth as he kept moving. It was really, really funny. So um, 
Yeah, it just I, I think there's just a difference between the two teams, even if people don't play for Baltimore. Ah, uh, agreed. Still, I think Ravens teasers, Ravens plus three would be a look for me. Uh, the big picture thought I have. If Deshaun Watson, and we talked about this before the year, right? Teams that have, like, the ceiling is to win the Super Bowl. We mentioned Cleveland is one of those teams. Where, if Watson's going to be really good, if he's going to look like what he did when he was in Houston, the Browns could go, like, 15-2. and two. I'm not suggesting that's going to be the case. But, if Watson's going to be like that, if that's what it's going to be and he's turned the corner, this team's scary. Like, this team's actually, like, legitimately scary, and it's like, maybe that, maybe this is the answer, like, the second best team in the league behind Kansas City is the Browns. So I just do want to say, that's well within the range of outcomes here for Cleveland. And if the Browns, like, lay it on the Ravens on Sunday and Watson plays great, I think we need to have, like, a Browns-Super Bowl conversation on the show. Not yet, but maybe next week, depending on the results of this game. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, like, you're, you're right to bring this up. Like, how could you not be, right, with how they looked yesterday? I think... What we're, what we're definitely starting to learn about the Browns is they are one of those teams where if they get a lead in the game, like a multi-possession lead in a game, that's really scary for the other team because of their pass rush and because of the way that their defense plays. Like, got up big on Cincinnati, and at no point did they let Cincinnati back in that game. Got up big on Tennessee, and at no point did they let Tennessee back in that game. So I think you're right, just in that, like, give them a lead, let them, you know, like up 7, 10, 13 points in a game, let the pass rush go to work. Like that's an impossible situation for another team to be in. Understand that. In terms of Super Bowl, like winning a, a divisional playoff game, conference championship game, Super Bowl against another elite team. And you could be like, well, they beat Cincinnati. Be like, I, I don't know if we know what Cincinnati is yet. And we can at least agree that that was the worst version of Cincinnati, whatever appeared in that game in week one. Like, like, can we, can we see the Browns go toe-to-toe with, like, a team they'd actually see in a division conference championship or Super Bowl before we talk Super Bowl? Like, like I, not only would I not bet the Browns to win the Super Bowl, I'd book anybody who wanted to bet the Browns to win the Super Bowl and, like, be confident taking the bets. So, like, I'm not even close to there yet, but I do think maybe what we're learning is if the Browns have more talent than a team that they're playing against and we think it is likely they will have a lead in the game, they can cover big numbers. They can cover more than a field goal numbers. Those games might go under, too, because I, like people haven't been able to score against the Browns when they're trailing, and the game just hasn't happened. Steelers game, a bizarre two-defensive touchdown. I think it had nothing to do with the Browns' defense, had much more to do with Deshaun Watson. Always makes you feel good to bet on good human beings, like Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, like we did yesterday, <laughs> taking care of business I mean, against just, the Tennessee you know, Titans. What, so, they covered, whatever, you know, it's yep. whatever. Listen, more, more conversation on this game coming up over the course of the week when we find out Baltimore's injury report, but Ken and I in concert right now uh, looking for a three on the Baltimore Ravens, and that would be a bet on Sunday on the road in Cleveland. You better you bet Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, our breakdown now, week four in the NFL. Oh, man, can't wait to have this cut. It's the Adam Thielen Bowl, Minnesota visiting Carolina. The Owen do you owe him Vikings. an apology, by the way? Do you owe Thielen an apology? I might. Should I do it now? Like, number one on your right. list, too. Like, you say yeah. everybody's cooked a lot and, like, everybody's bad, and you're right, like, all the time. You think, you thought this guy was donezo. Like, mean, completely done. That's true. Last year, Adam Thielen was brutal in Minnesota. He was their number two wide receiver. Now it's like Jordan Addison occupies that slot, and Addison's better than Thielen, but like to be fair, Thielen is not dust. He has been good. He's been the Panthers' best offensive player thus far this season. So, uh, Adam, I apologize to you and your family. <laughs> right. You are not in fact also, dust. You are maybe not that says more about dust. Carolina. 
maybe that's that he's their best offensive no, player. No, I mean, he's so been far. good. No, he's actually been good. So like, he's yes, been good. So I, I'll, agree. I'll, I agree. I will. I will take the L on the Adam Thielen slander for sure. Thielen has been has been really good this year. So I've been wrong there. Also, I like his team this week. As as the Vikings, I just revenge I love game. This point. Revenge the revenge game here? I just like right. I, I I love this and like I get it like the Panthers have been brutal and like the Vikings are zero and three but at least they like, they've looked pretty good, um but losing games uh <laughs> yeah Minnesota minus three or three and a half on the road like especially if Andy Dalton plays with how like like the Panthers offense looked functional yesterday uh, this is this is an easy bet on Carolina numbers like this so I I I jumped the gun a little bit Ken for you pen pencil blood or blank are we feeling the same way here about this Panthers Viking game where this is like at these numbers Panthers are nothing yeah it's just it's really interesting to see how point spreads evolve throughout the season too right like I mean it was uh two weeks ago not two weeks ago a week ago Monday Night Football uh, we had the two games going out at the same time. There was uh, the game that everybody wanted to watch, Steelers-Browns, which ended up being taking five hours and being a really entertaining game. And while that game was going on, we had Saints-Panthers. And the point spread in that game was very interesting as a comparison for this because that was you know Saints by three to three and a half. And you'd be like, all right, well, like, wait a minute. Like, the Vikings, you know, yes, they made the playoffs last year. Like, And I hate the Saints, and I don't think the Saints are good. The Saints are better than the Vikings. And they should be rated higher than the Vikings this year. And so you're like, all right. But then the other funny thing is like, all right, what did we learn about Carolina since that game? So, okay, that's the point spread analysis. Like th- like this, this number is more or the same than the Saints game. That seems crazy. The Vikings aren't as good. Well, what have we learned since then? Well, that, that Carolina is like pretty terrible and that they're actually might be even worse than we thought. So it's just, it's always funny to see oh man, the Saints were kind of this number. Carolina backdoored the game. Now the Vikings are like the same number. That's a downgrade for Carolina. I think this is really straightforward. Um, If the Vikings are going to defend like how they've been defending and like I know that Flores, new defensive coordinator, hoped that would make a difference. Returns not great so far this year. We'll see if they get a little better. Yeah, but just that's kind of my point. It's like, great, like I'm not even blaming Flores. It's just, yeah, the, the defense still isn't very good. If you're going to ask a team with a really bad defense to lay more than three on the road, the other team is always going to look kind of appealing. So I, I, we kind of differ here. Like, you think this number's wrong? I think, like, rating-wise, this is actually pretty close. With how bad Carolina's been, this is actually probably, like, fine as the difference between the teams. But this implies that the Vikings have to win by more than a field goal. They're not really good at that. They don't really do that a whole lot. They lose a lot. They play one possession games a lot. They don't defend very well. It's just hard for them to win by margin. So actually, I get why it's three, three and a half because Carolina has been so bad. But I think it sets up a situation to play Carolina just to have to keep the game close against a team that lets everybody keep the game close. So what is the number that you're looking to bet with Carolina here? And like, does your opinion change whether Carolina's quarterback is Bryce Young or Andy Dalton? I feel like it's going to be Dalton because they floated out the multi-week absence for Young. Uh, but maybe it will be Bryce Young. We don't know yet. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't. We definitely don't know. I don't have a guess about who it's going to be. I guess the interesting thing would be like if it's Bryce Young, does it go up to four or like four and a half because he was so bad the first couple of weeks? I, I guess that's possible. Carolina got bet when Andy Dalton was announced the starter. The point spread went down when he was announced as the starter. They reviewed as better when he was the starter. Um, I like Carolina no matter what. I think it's going to be Dalton too. I haven't bet it yet just because if it is Bryce, I think you might actually get a bigger number out, which is a really funny thing to think about. But uh, more than three, regardless of starter, I like Carolina. It has to be more than three. Uh, we are we are simpatico on this game then. Also, like, poor Daniil Hunter. 
He was the NFL sack leader before T.J. Watt did his thing last night. Now Watt is the sack leader in the NFL. I, I said earlier, like, all the Vikings defensive players are bad. Like, they're not all bad. Hunter's playing at, like, an all-pro level right now. Sure. But, I mean, the rest of that defense, just absolute doo-doo. Absolutely terrible right now for the Minnesota. <laughs> that was the word I, mean, I thought you were going to use. I mean, that well, I could have used another one. It yeah. got us taken off right. stadium on day one. Uh, on the other side, talking week four in the NFL and Monday Night Football tonight with the whale capper, Drew Densick.